All right. We're good. Hey, good. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you. Well, this is interesting. This is new for me. Like we're, we're in the swimming world and we're, we're doing diving now. So um, this is a, a new experience for me and um, I'm excited to do this with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I know, you know, with swimming, it is a very, a lots of viewers and lots of people that in the world. And I do believe swim teams and dive team, they're all together in this college team. So very appreciate for the opportunity and glad to be here today. Yeah. Now listen, congratulations on taking the job at Cal. You just started there for the, the men's and women's program, trying to rebuild this thing and, uh, and kind of match up with where the swim teams have been the last 10, 15 years. So um, that's a big deal. It is, it is, but we are very exciting. I think we can make this happen. And with all the resources here at Cal's, I, I totally, you know, just looking at the swim team, there's so success with all of the national champions, international champions, and all the people that success in the world. I believe Cal has the resources that we can build the same teams as the swim teams at here. Now, listen, um, one of the things I wanted to bring you on and talk about, obviously, is kind of Chinese domination in the sport of diving uh, across across the world, primarily, right? Um, and and kind of talk to us about your experiences growing up and then how did you end up in college and, and what was that like? Because you, I'd imagine it's difficult to to leave and come to america and and compete here i'm not i'm not sure what the process is like so i kind of want to dig into all of that so first of all just in terms of your background where did you start diving and why yeah great question so um let's explain the why first my mom's friend who is a gymnastic coach and mm -hmm. also a diving coach and so i kind of got into it when I, I got into gymnastic when i was seven years old and so mm -hmm. i kind of like did that to a year a year half and then I decided like, maybe that's not for me with gymnastic. And so, mm -hmm. and so I, I kind of like stopped doing sport for a couple of years and just focusing on school. And, but then when I was in middle school, I was like, eh, maybe I'm not those kids that like to sit in the classroom and just listen to the teachers say, I know. <laughs> but oh, then, really? Yeah. And, 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 um, yeah, my mom's friends, um, who is the dive coach asked that if if i wanted to come and just just hang out there with on the on the pool decks and in the dry room so i say yeah sure and so well, my mom's brought me there and so that's how i got into diving when i was 13 years old and so i started a little bit later than um normal group age but yeah mm. it's kind of i got into diving then it does seem like there's some sort of natural progression from gymnastics to diving. Is there a lot of similarities between the two sports? Well, um, some of them, yes, the flexibility wise and mm -hmm. body positions. And so they both are very um, flipping sports, I would say. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, some of the requirements are the similar. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. My, my dog is actually in the background. She's decided to pick up a toy that's squeaking right now. I'm trying to get it off her while you were talking. So I apologize for the squeaking. It's, this is not normal. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> she's a cute dog, but she's having some fun with the squeak toy right now. But listen, so in terms of, uh, why would you say 13 is late to, in terms of the diving side of things? Do, do we need to start younger than that on, on the boards? Not exactly, but most of the people, they kind of into a sport with, in a very early age. And so I believe not just like diving or not just gymnastics, a lot like I think mm. swimming, a lot of the younger 
groups that got into swimming like they're seven or they're six years old you know just mm -hmm. with the fundamental stuff and so i kind of got into diving i think it's a little bit later than the the um a normal group is because um i at the time i didn't have those fundamental stuff but i did have a little bit gymnastic program uh, mm -hmm. backgrounds and so flexibility wise i was okay and so you know when you start like right now, if I'm like a 28, 29 years old, and then I start diving, will be a little bit too late because you know your, your body functions not the same, and so the flexibility wise is, is is different as well, and how you feel about when you are flipping on the air. Yeah. yeah, tell me this now. Looking looking back from your time in America, your time in growing up in China is culturally there's obviously differences is there are, th are there things that they do differently at that age that we do that we don't do in america or that we do do is it is there certain things that are, are done differently at that age um you mean when when there's a starting with a younger group's age yeah mm -hmm. yeah so um no i i didn't like to be honest i didn't see a lot of differences between you know people that trains in the u.s when they start mm -hmm. in the early age and people like People that trains in China starting at early age, they all mm -hmm. go through the similar process a lot. You will see a lot of kids that in the U.S. they do have a gymnastic program as well, a gymnastic background as well. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no, in that that kind of sense, when you kind of start diving, I don't see a lot like a big difference between the two countries. I I think the the only differences I will say is that here you need to pay for it by yourself and so and it's a uh, parents involving a lot and in mm -hmm. china we pay maybe it's like half of the price but then you get a very um it's like not as much as parents involving with the sports i would say that oh really okay so is is sport encouraged in china so like you know do you have to play a sport in a way is that something that is kind of in the system the the education system yeah so sport it does in covers with with the sports the education system so well, it doesn't matter that you are in a early age like middle school or high school then yes sport is like you have to pick one of sport to play around and so and so like if they wanted to have a better education backgrounds not letting not only students in the classroom but outside of classroom as well yeah when did you figure out you had talent for this or even maybe a passion for it did when was that kind of something that you figured out um i would say when i was very early age because um since that i kind of start with gymnastics like to be an olympian to be an olympian champion has always been my dream and it's, it's in my blood, it still does today. And so, mm. yeah, it kind of started when I was watching TV and then I don't believe, I don't remember what year was it, but then I saw um, this Chinese girls that wanting the Olympic and, and stood on the on the polio. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's what I wanted to be one day. And mm. so, yeah, it is still, that's my goals as well. Right now today as a coach, I still want to be that position and to help more younger um, athlete, younger diver to achieve their dream. How old were you when Beijing was going on? How old was I? Beijing was 2008, isn't it? I think it was I was like 18, 19, something. So you, so you do remember Beijing, like watching it and all that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I have a couple of friends that compete in Beijing um, doing mm. that. So 
Oh, yeah, okay. that was, um, yeah, it was very impressive. Were you close to making the team at that point? Um, I was uh, not with 2008, but then um, I remember with 2016 is Rio before before Rio, I actually competed um, in China. In China, it was an Olympian trial, Olympic trial for China, and I actually was a place on top threes on one of the synchro events. But mm. yeah, I was very close to to go to Rio's. Right. Wow. So I guess it's super competitive in China. I mean, the, it seems like the Chinese divers are just so dominating. So what are the factors then in terms of the things that separate the Chinese from the rest of the world? Uh, you know, they're, they're starting at the same age, they're getting similar coaching, but once they get to a certain level, they're completely dominating. So what do you think the difference is? Well, I think, I think, yeah, obviously a lot of people that in the diving world know, yes, Chinese, they do Chinese diver, they do practice a long hour. And that includes myself as well. I used to be practicing a long hours um, in my backgrounds. And, you know, one thing that I really recognize once I didn't recognize earlier when I was an athlete, when I was uh, in competing as an NCAA athlete, mm. But now as a coach, I kind of like slowly kind of figure out like, oh, what is the differences? Because that's something that I want to know. Like mm. we are spending the same time if we we are um, using the same resources that we have, then what is really the differences? Why are they so good? And and what can I help to, to, to bring the diver to the next level in here in the US? And so I think one thing that I really recognize is that we, wanted to be perfect we wanted to be a perfect like a perfection mm -hmm. when i was training in china so what chinese i i think like just my personal opinion that mm -hmm. i think in china we're looking for perfection but mm -hmm. then in the u.s that now i'm coaching i think we are more towards to professional and so mm -hmm we we are doing the same thing that other people's doing and we are very professional professional but perfection is is, is another way like like we in china we want to be perfect we want to be s every single dive the judges cannot see anything like they can take off even a, a point five points out of that dive but in us we are still you know trying to be profession if, if that, yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting perspective, you know, professional as opposed to perfectionist, you know, and that's an interesting concept. So the, the way that I think that or, or I kind of analyze that is as a professional, you do things the right way. But as a perfectionist, you only do things to the point where you're satisfied with it being perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And and there becomes almost an obsession then of the perfection then takes over from just the professionalism of like, okay, mm -hmm. I missed a dive. All right, well, I'll come back and do it tomorrow. Whereas as a perfectionist, it's more like I'm going to get this right now. And I'm not, not leaving until I get it right. Would that be correct? Yes, that is totally correct. I totally a hundred percent agree with your points. And I think that's what I'm seeing right now today as a coach and as a very high performing athlete when I was younger. And, and so that's, I think we are getting better. I think USA diving and, and divers in the US is like getting there is like, I want it to be better step by step, but we are still in the point like there to be a 
professional instead of perfectionism. Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only Alpha Pool Product Scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Biney of Biney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. Is there is there an American that you can pinpoint who's come close to that? Who, in terms of the Chinese mentality of perfectionism, is there is there an American that stands out in your mind in in recent memory? Yes, I do have a um, Sarah Bacon who's dying uh -huh. for um, University of Minnesota. It is okay. one of the talents kid. She's work hard. She's like giving her a hundred. 20% power to work hard every day. And I think that she, I, I saw her grow because when I was a senior, she was a, a freshman. And so all of the journey that she have been through, I was actually there kind of like watch her to go through this path. And and yeah, she's the, she's the one that I can think in my head that, that she's really trying her best and wanted to be perfection. Right, interesting, that's cool. Well, that's a, that's a nice little shout out to her right there. So. In terms of the competitive side, when when everybody else comes up against the Chinese, is there almost this psychological effect already of like they're they're going to be better than us? They're more disciplined, or they're they're they're, they're better in terms of technique. Like there must be some psychological factor before the dive even happens, right? Yeah, there's a lot of thought that going going behind your head. I think it's similar to any kind of sports, and so. Um, you know, when I like, like I said, if you're hitting the points, like you know that you can do this this mm -hmm. time because you are achieving a a per, perfection. Yeah, mm -hmm. you want it to be a perfect dive, then you mm -hmm. know you can do it. You don't get a lots of stuff get into your head, and so that way you can focus on more. But if you kind of just being like you did this dive for a period of time, but then you still have missing the dive, um, when you're doing the practice, then maybe some of the thoughts gonna get into your head like, oh, maybe I'm not gonna hit this dive well. Maybe this is gonna happen or maybe that's mm. gonna happen. There's a lot of thoughts going to your head and that's why we think that the consistencies in China when we train is that, okay, we always achieving for, like you said, that we always wanted to be perfect in the, every single dive. Mm. Mm. What about in terms of your best competitions? Have you, gone into kind of this flow state that they talk about where 
when you've been diving at your best, it's almost like you can't remember what you did. It's it's you go into kind of an automatic mode and the dives are just hitting and, and then you look back and you think to yourself, oh, I can't even remember how I did that. It just happened. Is that correct? Yes, that's as that is actually I have experienced once when when I was accompanying with NCWA. I don't remember what year. I think it was two thousand nineteen. I remember that it was a IUPUI when I was competing at the NCAWA, mm -hmm. and then it was the final on three meter. And so it kind of like nothing get into my head. It's kind of like my body just keep doing it itself. I can explain like really is what what that feeling is but but then yeah it hits to the point that you don't even need to think that your body's kind of really mm. yeah yeah i guess that's that's all the training now as the as the cow coach you're going to be restricted to 20 hours do you feel like you can be effective in 20 hours do you feel like you can get these kids to where they need to be to be competitive maybe even on a world stage within the 20 hour framework Yes, yes, I believe that can happen. And like I said, because I kind of myself, if you look at my experience, used to be trained in China all the way till I was 18 or 19 years old and then came here for college. I was strict with the 20 hours as well, but then mm -hmm. my levels didn't get lower than what I used to, but it actually grew better. So I think that because my experience, that experience as a high performance athlete in China trains in a longer hour, over 20 hours a week, and as a student athlete who trains only 20 hours a week, but then the benefits actually 20 hours a week is actually better. And mm. because myself have those experience and I do believe that I can make that uh, an easier way to going forward with the cows program and so yes my goal is is to be olympian olympian champions coach and so i do believe that my ability here at cows and with all the resources and people's helping me we, we can make this happen wow oh, awesome that's that's exciting what about this this, this, is a, this is a strange question but like why chinese diving why why is it diving why are you so good at diving like why why isn't why, why don't you dominate, um, you know, like swimming, let's say, like the Chinese are unbeatable in swimming, um, but, but diving seems to be the thing that it's just like you're, are the Chinese just built for diving for some reason? Like you're more flexible than, than me or something? Like what, what is it? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think, I think in general speaking, um, you know, Asian people are more tends to have a little bit shorter body. Like I'm not tall and I'm, I'm little and so, I guess just the body types and how you how you feel because some people the gymnastic it's it just kind of like an experience and then how you build yourself will will kind of tends to build you to the certain sport that fits you and like mm. um no but that's a great question but I think one is just the body type and then second it's just the system that they have created back into the 80 or back even earlier when when all the chinese and winning all the titles in international games and i think they have their consistency with their system how they work in china speaking with the diving wise and so i think that helps a lot with with the futures building like all the olympians mm. olympian champions in the sport of diving what about the nutrition is obviously a big thing in athletics and you come uh, from uh, a country where you have completely different food choices and nutrition and, and now you come to America and you've got all this stuff. And, and look, even as an Australian, I'm, I'm, 
I was like, what is all this stuff that we got here now? It's like, it's such a like, it's too much. Honestly, America, it's too much. But did you did you did you have some struggles with this as well in terms of the the food that was now on offer to you? No, not really. I think it really depends um, individual wise. But for myself, no, I have not yet having like choosing and like food options or, you know, know what I needed to take to, to uh, keep my body healthy. And mm -hmm. because the experience I have when I was in China as a high, as, as an athlete and that helped me kind of like a very self-disciplined person that I kind of know like how much my body's need and then what I need to take to keep my body healthy. And so, you know, um, um, just transactions from China to here in the US, I have not yet have any issues with like, you know, choosing foods or how to balance my body speaking with um, um, nutrition wise. Right, right. What about in terms of the coaching styles? Uh, are there different coaching styles in China or is it the, the impression that I get is it's very disciplined right and and um almost a little bit harder like the the type of coach that you might get in china might be a little bit more strict a little bit more disciplined that this is just an, an outside looking in is that is that correct or do you have coaches in china that are very nurturing as well um is there a variety of coaching styles yeah there's um um i think it's just as like, you know, everyone is different and individual wise, everyone is different. And so, yes, in China, we have different kind of coaching style as well. And people that is gonna put on this front of cameras, you guys might see in the past, um, last couple of years might be more strict and maybe more a little bit like, oh, this is what we're looking for and you have to be doing this. But right. now it's kind of like you, you see more diverse, more Chinese athletes will be like smile in front of the cameras and mm. the training environments actually is changing in China. And I do think that's a great thing. And so that means me they give it the, the the coaches more flexibility to to you know to kind of create their own style like what they want and looking for when when they coach the kids and what they want um, from the kids to gain with their experience and I I think I think that that is a good sign that we are we are we want to be perfect we want to be perfect in dieting but we also understand the human being and and the emotions mm. in humans. Right. Why did you end up choosing coming to America? Was there a certain uh, reason? Yeah, because um, I was actually going through some of the emotional changes. And so um, things happened. And, and when I was in my first, my first college year, my freshman year there. And so, you know, at that time, I was like, my mentor wasn't like, really good and mm -hmm. so i have some up and downs with with life changing and 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 stuff so i decide i make the decision in three weeks i said to myself i'd be like okay wow if i'm i have to make myself to change i needed to go go to somewhere a new environment and and the for for the better mental mental wise is for me it is better and so i make the decisions in three weeks and say tell my parents i want to come to us and i wanted to get a bit better educations and so very appreciate for that opportunity and i think the first first um first year when i was arrived here in the us it was very hard because mm -hmm. the language was different i wouldn't speak as much english as i do today 
And so the first year was struggle, but then, you know, now look back and, and I'm very thankful for those experience and even just like what Chinese, um, what, what divings in China helped me to build my personality and like, mm. you know, self-disciplines and all the hard work that, that I have spent in my early, um, early athlete life. It didn't just like, you know, go away or anything, but it actually helped me to build who I am today. Well, okay, awesome. I imagine now that you're going to kind of open up a pipeline to China. Is that right? Are you going to you're going to be getting a lot of Chinese athletes come your way now? You think? Um, well, it really it really up to what they wanted to do because now that I'm here sitting on you know this position and looking back like to myself like what what I will do if I'm them, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I want to focus today's with, with USA Diving and, and helping them to achieve to the next level. And that's why the reason I become a college coach and because I think, well, you know, just, just the experience that I had, experience at games in the past couple of years as a coach, looking at the system, what can I do to better help the athlete? And it's not like just, well, helping USA Diving or any athlete that wanted to go to Olympic wanted to have that dreams. I want to help them in any power that I can. Right. Awesome. I know that each program has its own philosophy on scholarship and the way they divide scholarships. So in terms of, you know, you being able to create a team for yourself of divers, has there been any kind of agreement with the coaches to say, all right, I'm, I'm allowed um, this many scholarships a year. Uh, you know, I know for men it's 9.9 .9 total, and then for the women it's 14. So, has there been any formal agreement of like this is what I want, or do you just go to them individually and say, hey, I've got this diver, and talk to the coaches? How do you do it? Yeah, so this is an open conversations between me and other coaches here at Cows with Swim and Dive, and so mm -hmm. right now I don't. I don't like to ask for a specific number because I, I think that will only, if I know, like, I think this is like more like a person. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when you have the choice, you'd be like, oh, maybe this is the option that I have and I can do whatever I want. But to me, I want someone to help me with that process. Mm -hmm. So I told Dave, I told, I told um, Terry when, they, when Terry was here. And so instead of they giving me scholarship, I wanted to go and ask them for it. And, mm. and they're going to evaluate the divers with me together and, and tell me what they see. Not for like, you know, from a coaching standpoint, but but for like just their experience as a as a college coach and help me to guide me to to making the right decision. And so yes, when 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 the when some programs like to give the dive coach like, oh you get three for scholarship, you can work whenever I want, whatever you want. But then, you know, sometimes we all make bad decisions and, and we all sometimes like not mm. money in a good way. But me, I want someone to help me to be a more disciplined person. And so I want to spend my money in the right person. And so I don't, I don't get yeah. it's in another way. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting that you say that because like you, you've only got a couple of choices, right? Like, a, and, and you've only got a small amount of scholarship. So you've got to be very selective as well. So mm -hmm. has, has the diving community, um, kind of embrace that you're you're at cal now like is this exciting for some people is the is you starting to get more interest in the cal diving program now because you're there 
Yeah, I, I think it's, it's I, I talk to a lot of coaches, a lot of parents, and even just my formal divers. And everyone's very exciting that to me that that to take over the position because because one my experience, yes, as a diver, as a coach, mm. right? and then also just knowing someone is more very consistency and and so it's not here for like have fun. Like yes, mm. we do have fun, but then like I said, I I have that perfection backgrounds with me mm. and so I want to build something that different and so it is a very exciting here at Cal's and very exciting to the to the diving community all right strange thing I've, I've never actually been to Cal of all places I've been uh, to many pools in America I've never been to Cal so I do remember that there was a time where there was not a 10 meter platform do you guys have 10 meter now oh yeah we have a four four towelers of three five seven ten and then we have we have our outdoor pools with our legends facility and there's a two three meter to one meter it is a beautiful facility and and very exciting for people to come up there and jump up wow so in terms of facilities now you don't really have to compete with anybody anymore like you've got everything you need you've got you've yeah. got a great school you've got a great city in a place it's i mean it's it's location is incredible so it seems like you're you're now and you've got great swim teams right so like this the especially the men's team right now is number one so it shouldn't be crazy difficult to you know you got the school you got the facilities you got the teams now it's just a matter of getting the right talent to come in so what are you looking for in in terms of the people that are going to join you and your team is there something specific that you're looking for yeah um that's a great question so um i'm really looking for you know, divers who willing to put their hearts in it. And like mm -hmm. we said, we discussed before, like, well, it's only 20 hours a week, like how are we gonna better balance the hour? Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking for, I, I always have an open conversations with my recruits, with my potential divers. Okay, this is what we have. We only have 20 hours. How do you want to spend it? Like, mm -hmm. it's not up to me, it's up to you. Like, where do you want it to go? And so this is like an ongoing conversations in my futures with my, future coaching as well it's really you tell me what you want like what your character is like i'm mm -hmm. not going to tell you what i'm looking for but what's your character what do you want what's your goal and that is something that i'm looking for when i'm recruiting a diver and so yes there's a lots of talent kids out there but then if you are not going to be more consistent when you come into college and train with me and so then then um you will not only spending my time as a, as not a quality time, but you will actually just waste your own times as well. So that is right. something that that I'm not um, very into it. I would say, but but looking for if you're looking for a diver, I would say it's just like people that who, who are willing to put the hearts in it. And so you know you're willing to train, you're willing to spend the time as a quality times, and and so you wanted to come with me, and then we cooperate together to be to be something that bigger than what we have achieved here at Cal's. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, in terms of training, and and I'm trying to look for the similarities here because the way that the way that you enter the water is kind of the way that I want my swimmers to come off the wall. You know, like I want that streamline. Mm -hmm. Is there things that can translate from diving to swimming? Is there is there things that divers could teach swimmers? Uh, great questions. I think, well, I, I really like the, what do you call it? The, the flips under the water. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I think flips. A little bit. Yeah. The, what is it called? 
Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it's called a tumble turn or a flip or something. Yeah, I don't know what they yeah, call it. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's something I think is very interesting because we do have the pike save. We call it pike save or mm -hmm. underwater saving when we're doing the same thing. It's like a flip under the water. I think that it's a little bit similar with that. And I think it's very fun if we can put in swim and dive together and, and to have something that come out to it. That would, that would be really interesting. How did you how did you get your rip? You know that that rip in diving, that sound where it's just like you know you know the sound where it rips. Like what what are you, what are you doing to get that effect? <laughs> yeah, and the first thing first, it's always take practice. Like the, mm. there's a few people that have that talent, but always it is a practice. It is a thousand thousand time of practice, and mm. and it kind of just like heading to the point that you kind of like get automatics with that. You know mm. where to place your hand, you know how to swim to the water. It's like, mm -hmm. how, you know, when to kick on the, on the boards and mm -hmm. things like that is take practicing. Right. Right. Yeah. I always loved, you know, the, at, at Auburn, the, the diving tower was behind me. So I was coaching and I could always hear when one of the divers just ripped and I'd turn around and just start clapping because <laughs> you just heard the sound. It was like a beautiful, beautiful sound. And, uh, I loved it when they, they practiced that, you know? Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I very, yeah, it, but it, it is really um, take a lot of time involved with the reps and those are the fundamental parts with diving that you need to get those fundamentals parts right before you kind of putting everything on the mm. towels or, or on the board. Yeah, now one of the other things is it's dangerous, right? Like you're up at the 10 meter, it, it can it hurt if you get things wrong and I've those many times where the opposite, where I was facing the pool and I could hear something tragic happen behind me. And I was like, oh my God. So it, are you are you the type of coach who's like, all right, get back up there and do it again straight away? Well, no, I will, I will give them the option. So I'm a very I'm a very open communicate person. And, and it's really, like I said, it's, it's really up to what you wanted to do. And I'm not going to force you to do things that you're not mm. comfortable with or you don't want to do it. If you want to try it again, like that's fine. Let's make sure that we take every step right. But if you don't want to try it, like I'm not going to force you to do it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you? What, what was your signature dive? Did you have one that you just uh, love to hit? Um, I would say back. Back it is my my signature dive. And I'm really good with backs and reverse. And so, yeah, there's, most of people is really good at, at front and inward. But I'm the opposite. Where I'm very good at backs and reverse. And so those, those two dives are, are my favorites. Is there any particular reason why you're a little bit different? Like, why why did you like the backs instead of the fronts? I I I, I like the front. Like, I don't have a difficult dive that I don't like. Mm -hmm. But if you, mm -hmm. you say signature dive, yes, back and reverse probably will be my signatures more than front and and inward and twister. And so, yeah, no, there's no particular reason. I'm just doing better that with backs and reverse than mm -hmm. front and inward. So. What about this? Is it is it important trait to be competitive in diving? Like I, I imagine, like you want to look for people that are super competitive too, right? Yeah. So um, it's about the mindset. Like you you are a competitive person. You have a competitive mindset, and so those things can be built if you have the passions for diving first. And so we can kind of moving forward together to create a mindset to be more competitive. And so, you know, when, when you want it to be competitive, but if your body is not there, you there's um, a losing points over there. And so you want to be um, doing those types of good times 
first and then you can be competitive more when you know that you can do it well. Mm, nice. Uh, what about who's the best male and female diver in the world right now? Who are the, who are the two top athletes in the world in diving? Yeah, I would say um, two top ones. Um, I really like this diver. She she actually, um, her coach actually was the coach that I had when I was in China. So probably everyone knows her on 10 meter dive. She was, um, she won Olympic champions when, when she's 14 years old. And so Chen Hongchan is, is the girls that I really liked a lot. And then on the men's side, I would say, um, favorite ones um i'm not gonna mention another chinese because yeah i was gonna say it's gonna be chinese it's gonna be chinese right (laughs) (laughs) i know yeah i'm trying i'm trying to really think into it um i know um that's a great question i think um tom daly's will be everyone Mm. knows that everyone's Mm. favorite and he is actually one of my favorite divers to watch as well And so I'm really looking forward to watch her dive again very, very soon. And I hopefully Mm. that be more competitive, competitive in that ways as well. Right. Yeah, I I guess so. So are there, are there countries other than China that are competitive on the world stage? Like you, you, you know, obviously America's got a lot, a lot of divers, a lot of diving programs and they are fairly competitive, but like on the world stage, there's, who are the big countries? Um, yeah, besides China, I would say Australia is a very good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Australia, Canada's, and then um, what what was the other country score? Um, Euclid is that how Euclid is it? Is that the the ones? And then um, mm-hmm. Australia, Canada's, um, Japan is actually doing very well in the world. Mm. This yeah. year. And, and yeah, there's a lot of talent kids, a lot of talent divers that popping up on the surface and really looking forward for, for the next Olympic again. Yeah, Australia. That's the one. Nah. Get it, get it. <laughs> um, well, good. Well, listen, I've, I've appreciated this. This has been fun to kind of get to know you, get to know the diving more. Um, I did have a good relationship with my diving coach at Auburn and learned a lot from him. And he was always willing to help the swimmers. Uh, do you think Dave will will come to you and say, "Hey, uh, hey, can you help us with our streamlines over here?" <laughs> yeah, I actually I, I like to watch them practice because I think the only way that I can learn to to an older experienced coach is that just sit on the pool deck and then just see how they react with the mm. and then how they move with their body, what's their body language. And so there's one times I was on a on the Poltex watching the swimmers swim. And, and so he was like, do you need a, do you need a watch? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell the swimmers how to swim. trying to recruit you to come over the swim side. Yeah, that's yeah. typical Dave. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, listen, uh, new job. Congratulations. Good luck with everything. Um, thanks for being my first uh, diving guest on my podcast. I appreciate it. And um and and nice to know and we're gonna we're gonna maybe start a dive don't tell anybody we're gonna start a diving channel on any question and you're gonna be on it and you're gonna help me get some divers we're gonna get a diving channel going okay love it i appreciate it like i said i very appreciate for the opportunity and and really get to to get to speak out and what what you know the differences and what i can help in the future but yeah i'm very excited for it 
Yeah, good. You're going you're gonna to give us the insights into why China is so dominant. We're going to figure it out. Okay. So <laughs> thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you too as well. Thanks, Pei. Bye. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com. Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to vasatrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa.